Many of the maladies that we cover here on The Health Report, including more than one in this episode alone, are linked to higher body weight. And losing weight is often presented as, as the answer, but how? Especially long term and at a population level. Let's get some insights from someone who's devoted their career to unpicking this. Stephen Allender is a national leader in obesity prevention from Deakin University. Welcome, Steve. Uh, hello. So our conversations so far have been very much about individual interventions, paying individuals or talking about individual needs, but your work looks at more of a population level. That's right. And I think Dr Swan hit the nail right on the head that we do need treatment options for people who are living with overweight and obesity, but we are putting people back in the environments that have created that issue in the first place when those incentives run out. And so what we do is work with communities, groups of people to say, how is it we can make this a healthier people for our kids and our broader population to live? And, and we're doing that work all around the world. And what we're seeing is the reduction in that onset of unhealthy weight, particularly amongst kids. So you were hearing there about that gradual increase in weight that people experience over a lifetime. We've seen the ability to stop that increase, particularly among primary school kids, which is where we first start seeing it emerge. Okay, that's, that sounds like something we want to hear more about. What sort of interventions are you talking about? Yeah, and, and this is where it gets a little bit tricky. So because there are so many environmental influences, our approach is to work with government and community to say, what are the changes we can make that will address the different complex changes? So our trials bring people together and that will include local government and schools and parents and, and say, well, this is what we know about how to create healthy weight amongst kids. And it's the things we've talked about. It's improving diets, it's making kids more active, it's reducing screen time and it's improving sleep. And it's then saying, based on the context in which we're operating, what's possible here and what can be done? And so that, that is things like changing the way that food is presented, changing the types of food that are available to families and to kids and then supporting communities to make changes to make the environment these kids are spending their time in much healthier. And so when we do that work, we do see improvements in um, the amount of water that kids drink, reductions in sugar-sweetened beverages, less takeaway food, better sleep, better um, mental health, better physical health outcomes as well. Obviously, early intervention is really important if that's where the trajectory kicks off. But for many people, they might go through adolescence and early teens and that sort of thing at in you know relatively healthy weight, and then the trajectory starts to tick up as they're adults. So, what about interventions at that level? That's right, and there's similar issues for kids. We have more control over their environments, but if if we think about how easy it is to get a high energy-dense, uh, nutrient-poor food on your way home from work. It's really very easy to do. And yet there are many things that we can do that will improve the environments we make decisions in. So nobody makes a decision to be unhealthy, but many people will have stood in the supermarket and, and thought, I have to make a decision about what to eat here. I'd like to make a healthy choice, but it's quite hard to do. And so we see things like health star ratings being incredibly important the ways in which we fund public education, the ways in which we provide cost support and structure for the types of food we eat, and so on and so on. There are multiple changes we can make that make a healthy choice easier and normal. And if you think about it, two-thirds of the adult population now are living with overweight or obesity. So it is normal to be overweight or obese. 
So overweight and obesity is a normal reaction to an unhealthy environment. And the shift we have to make is to create an environment where being healthy is the normal condition. That's really great at the population level. And for example, with the knee replacements, that really was what that was about. It's modelling how you could reduce this by up to a third if we made some changes at sort of a population level as to how much people weighed. Is there ever any place for individual responsibility or individual interventions? The deck is stacked against you as an individual when if you join a successful program and you lose some weight, if if we take the financial incentives example, when those financial incentives are removed, when you go back to the normal living environment, you're going straight back into the situation where that gradual kilo creep happened in the first place. So the individual level is really important, but it needs to be supported by environmental changes. It needs to be supported by an environment where a healthy food is the most affordable food and the most accessible food. At a countrywide level, are there easy things that Australia should be doing or hard things that Australia should be doing based on your research? There's a huge amount of things we can do. And, and so one of, one of the tricky parts to this is actually there's quite a few very obvious things we could do if we had the will. And so restrictions on TV junk food advertising to kids in particular have proven to be successful in other countries. Um, taxation, particularly on sugary drinks, has proven to be incredibly powerful in other countries in reducing sugar consumption and demonstrably reducing weight gain. Now, that's quite a, it's a political challenge, but if we're genuinely serious about improving the health of our population, these are the sorts of things that will have an impact and have an impact quickly. Uh, and creating feedback loops so we have a better understanding of how healthy our population is, our kids are, and using that information to make change. So, so we hear statistics like a quarter of our kids are overweight and obese or two-thirds of our adults are overweight and obese, but that's an average. And, in fact, when we look at kids in some of our communities, the proportion of kids who are living in an unhealthy condition is actually far, far higher than that, and we need to support those communities to make a change so their kids can be healthier and we stop this creep right from the very start. Are there any countries that are really nailing it in this space? In the policy space, uh, Chile in particular is doing a great job in terms of particularly front-of-pack labelling and and food reformulation. Um, The UK is making big uh, strides in this area as well in terms of incentivisation. What we see, though, is as the political winds change, so too does the support for those different policy changes. And one of the things our work shows is that committed communities are the ones that help sustain those sort of changes. If you ask any any set of parents and grandparents, they want their kids to be healthy. Mm. We have to give them the tools to make that possible. Steve, thanks so much for joining us. Great pleasure. Thank you. Steve Allender is Professor of Public Health at Deakin University's Institute for Health Transformation. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.